to another five minutes of anatomy from the Detectable Me podcast. You got me this week, Sam Webster. Uh, stomach, right? Uh, what is it? Where is it? What does it do? Parts, structure, blood supply, innovation, stuff like that, right? We'll, we'll squeeze in a little bit of what goes wrong. Okay, I'm starting my timer now. Uh, five minutes on the clock. Okay, right. If the gastrointestinal tract is a tube running all the way through us from mouth to anus. The stomach is part of that tube, but it's a dilated part. So it's it's much larger when it's filled with food, but actually when it's relaxed, it's not much larger than other parts of the GI tract. It is also specialised, though. OK, what is its function then? Well... It's, it's very handy. It, it It's a food store. So instead of you having to put little bits of food in your mouth all day long, you can actually have a meal uh, in one go, store all that in your stomach. Your stomach will uh, digest a lot of it and squirt little bits of it into the next part of the gastrointestinal tract. So it's a store, which is incredibly convenient for us, well, hunter-gatherers as we were, Um but also um, it digests the food largely via enzymes. It's a muscular bag, so it does churn everything around. It's a bit of a food mixer, a bit of a food blender, but it secretes a bunch of enzymes that start breaking down the carbohydrates, the fats and the proteins uh, which, we, which we ingest. It can expand to about two to three litres in size. So you put a meal in there and it does all, a, all of that job. Now, here's the interesting bit from my perspective. Stomach acid. You've probably heard about stomach acid. The enzymes that digest proteins are dangerous to us because we are made of proteins. So they're secreted in a safe, inactive form and they're activated by that acid. That's what the stomach acid is for. Now the stomach and the duodenum, that's the first part of the small intestine, uh, they're protected from acid by various features. The esophagus, though, is not protected, so it's sensitive to this acid. So if the stomach acid goes up into the esophagus, it can cause pain, known as heartburn, because this region is very close to the heart. Um, and we'll remember that when I talk about the cardia. All right, so where is the stomach? The food enters the stomach from the esophagus that has run down through the thorax and through the diaphragm, and then the stomach is right up against the diaphragm, which is superior to it. There is a sphincter here between the stomach and the esophagus. It's not it's not perfect, it's not brilliant, but it's, it's reasonably good. Um, the stomach then is found centrally and to the left side, partly deep to the ribs, a little bit inferior to the sternum in the middle. It's anterior to the pancreas. The huge great big liver, which is on the right side, pushes all the way across to the left into it and that sort of thing. It can move around a bit, which is useful if you've got a tube that you want to be able to expand and it's a bit of a blender, because it's held in place by connective tissue sheets called mesentries. And in fact, the stomach is covered by peritoneum and it's that peritoneum that comes together to form the mesentries. We'll talk more about those in the future. The cardia is the part of the stomach where the esophagus enters. The fundus is the superior part of the stomach that can dilate and swell and pushes up against the abdomen, uh, sorry, up against the diaphragm. 
The body is most of the stomach, and the pyloric part is the outflow tract of the stomach that connects it to the duodenum. Now, here, there's a really good sphincter, the pyloric sphincter. It's a good quality sphincter that just lets little bits of chyme, the, the result of digestion, to be passed into the duodenum. The stomach is curved. There's a lesser curvature on one side, that's the liver side, and a greater curvature on the other side. Now, the blood supply. The blood supply to the stomach is from the celiac trunk an anterior branch of the aorta we see left and right gastric arteries in the lesser curvature we see left and right gastroomental or gastroepiploic arteries in the greater curvature these come from the splenic artery and the gastroduodenal arteries but those themselves are branches of the celiac trunk and we see posterior and short gastric arteries also coming from the splenic artery there's quite a lot there isn't there but it's important because if an ulcer in the stomach erodes through the stomach it might erode into one of these blood vessels and cause bleeding which is dangerous it's worth having a look at this if you're able to uh, the venous drainage roughly matches the arteries and drains to the portal vein, which sends all its blood to the liver. Lymphatic drainage is a little complex, but essentially follows the arteries to a number of collections of lymph nodes on the stomach and around the celiac trunk. Are you seeing a theme here with the celiac trunk? Uh, innervation, okay, parasympathetic innervation down here, it's always the vagus nerve. The left vagus is anterior to the stomach and the right vagus is on the posterior surface of the stomach. Oh, there's my timer. I've almost finished. Uh, sympathetic innervation is largely, it gets here largely through the greater splanchnic nerve, and again, the celiac plexus, a plexus of nerve fibers around the celiac trunk, which then runs into the stomach. There you go. I pretty much, pretty much did it in five minutes. Those are my picks for five minutes of stomach anatomy, where it is, the major parts of it, its functions, blood supply, and innovation. All right, see you next week. <laughs>